Hello and welcome to the Design and Style Podcast, a podcast for designers by designers. And I am your co-host, Rachel, with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And I'm here with the lovely Dixie with Dixie Willard Design. So today, uh, you're in for a treat. If you are a parent, um, we are talking about craptastic kid spaces. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it because, um, well, this is, as designers, this is a lot of, I get called in, I don't know about you, but a lot of my clients are, you know, sort of my, in my situation, the professionals Mm -hmm. and they have a family coming up and they could be ranging, you know, from uh, tweens to like, you know, that kinder age is usually what I get called in for Mm -hmm. because uh, stuff really starts to take over the home. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I have multiple kids like, especially if you have like in the three, you have three kids I mean, mm-hmm. you're just outnumbered. Let's just face it as a couple, you're outnumbered. <laughs> that <laughs> and was, it, yeah. And it shows in the house. Yeah. That's why we stuck with two. We figured we could handle it. Absolutely. I don't know that we necessarily did because we had toys everywhere at times, but <laughs> we knew we were going to be outnumbered very quickly if we kept going. Yeah. The phase that I dislike the most, and it was with both kids, is there's that phase when they're like, they're not baby baby, but everything they own is kind of like that chunky plastic. Yes. It's like little tykes or something like uh-huh. that. And, you know, it's got to be small and sturdy and, you know, it's got all these like little things that keep them busy and thank God for that but it drives me crazy seeing this stuff in my house. And I remember I have 10 years between my two kids and I remember just being, you know, having been out of that phase for so long and knowing it was coming again. I can't, I can't handle the swing in the living room. I mean, all that stuff that like helps you live and have a few minutes to get a bite to eat and all that stuff. I cannot handle that phase. It drives me insane. (laughs) Well, see, I can't imagine trying to go back into it. For me, at least it was all chunked together because my girls were only oh, yeah. two years apart. But yeah, no, the, the little tykes kitchen, the little tykes table and chairs, the little, it was everywhere because we, their rooms were tiny and we didn't have anywhere else to put it. And yes, you need that stuff. <laughs> You need that stuff. You need to be able to have a bite to eat. That's all I remember is like, if I could just get a bite to eat, uh-huh. I could just rinse off. I would take like the two and a half minute military yep. shower. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Um, so Dixie, actually, we both have a strong background in kids spaces. Dixie mm-hmm. was a designer for, I think we've talked about it before, the, um, it's the Williams Sonoma brands, brands, which is Pottery Barn Kids, Pottery Barn Teen. Um, And then I also owned a children's boutique. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the things that people do. I think almost as a first time parent, these, there's some mistakes that are made Mm -hmm. and 
there's other ways to approach uh, kids spaces in your home. So let's, let's just jump in. One of the things that you wanted to talk about, Dix, working for the William Sonoma brands. <laughs> I did a lot of kids rooms because that was what my focus was supposed to be was the Pottery Barn kids brand. Um, oh. A little bit for the teen, but most of the stuff that I did was for the kids. So I've done a bunch of nurseries and playrooms and, and kids rooms. And that can be interesting. You get a lot of phone calls um, when you're doing the, the online design for them, the e-design. It's, you get a lot of calls about, can I please have the paint color that matches the pink that I'm putting in the, in the curtains and on the bedding and on the wall and on the, I and think that is like mistake. nails on a chalkboard to a designer than hearing the word match. You know, it's like, it reminds me of Garanimals or, you know, just everything is like so perfectly uh -huh. matched. It, it's, oh, it reminds me of like a room in a bag sort of a thing. You know, that's the first thing I think of. And it, yeah, I cannot deal with the word match. And of course it, not, I guess the biggest problem with that is if you're matching your wall color to your children's bedding, it's probably going to be a color that you are going to hate. I'm like seeing, you're going to be so sick of it in about five yeah. minutes. I'm seeing Pepto in my, like right now as you're talking, I'm yeah. seeing Pepto pink. Yep. My, yep. There were a couple of rooms that I saw like that and I was like, nice job matching. Or royal, royal blue, like that, like plastic little tykes blue. Uh-huh. Well, that's better than like the, the really super obnoxious fire engine red that's just. Oh, yeah. The, I, I saw rooms where I wondered how the children could sleep in there. Oh, energetically, too much going on. Yeah. Too much going on. So, um. You also said there was some funny calls you would get. And me as a stylist, it makes me laugh because when I'm on a catalog shoot, you know, I'm bringing everything. I don't do the kids' spaces, but, you know, I'm bringing the, the Gucci perfume to put next to the bed and the pearls mm -hmm. and the, you know, all these, like, things that create a lifestyle that does not look like a catalog product shot. It looks like somebody is just stepped out of the room for a minute and you've taken a shot. So you would get, you would get calls about the things that were in oh the room God. that were lifestyle adornments that a yeah. stylist had put in there that wasn't for sale. <laughs> All the time. It was, how do I get the, oh my gosh, a lot of times it was the wallpaper or the all of the little details that add up. Sometimes they, you know, the stylist had used a stencil to do something really cool on the walls and they would want to know where we got the stencil and, or where did that little figurine that was on the end of the bookshelf come from? And, oh, that was always challenging because we never had. <laughs> no, because you're going into an existing house. You're shooting right. with existing wall colors. And yep. then you have the stylist that is not on staff, that is brought in for, you know, whatever, however long, bringing all their stuff. Um, that's so funny. That makes me laugh. I love that. Well, people would just want to, they'd want to duplicate the entire room and they couldn't find those things. So yeah. that's that, funny. And that kind of makes me sad that they're, they're just taking what they've seen in the catalog and replicating it in their own child's room. I mean, I, to a point it's okay, but copying the whole thing just kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is good though for the company selling the the bedding selling the furniture and all that stuff um and not to bag on pottery barn because a lot of my clients absolutely adore pottery barn mm -hmm. uh too much a little bit too much i think um but what would you think about um like I see these beautiful white pieces that Pottery Barn does, but they're pristine. And when I think about putting these pristine white pieces in a kid's space, mm -hmm. mm -mm. there's no way because they, they just don't last. And even the, um, shoot, I can't think of what they're called now, but the, the pieces that Pottery Barn kids have that you has the little cubbies and the baskets that you pull in and out. You know what happens when your child's pull that basket in and out like four times, not even a hundred times or a thousand times like they're gonna, you've got scratches already. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just, it, it doesn't last, which is why Rachel and I both prefer to use things with that are a little bit older and with more character pieces that have been around longer. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe an antique, not a, not a fancy schmancy kind of antique, but an antique that's been in the family for a while. And anything your child does to it is just going to add character mm -hmm. instead of just making you go, I paid how much for that? Right, right. I, I actually use um, Henradon. My product, my pieces mm -hmm. are Henradon, um, but they're, I don't think they're antique. They're probably considered vintage mm -hmm. uh, but they're old 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 and um but they're beautiful when i every time i pull out a drawer to get my daughter's little socks and stuff it's got the henridon stamp and the dovetailing <laughs> and they're solid you know everything's so solid and they've been around for so long that there is nothing my daughter can do if it chips it chips it just adds to it uh, and in her room we've got the um sort of a french country feel you know and i've got armoires with like the chicken grating on the front and so you know i love it because you can see through enough where it looks cute the little bins uh -huh. you know you can see the little bins in there and it gives me just enough but it also it puts things away and it hides so what I do is I use really large adult sized furniture in yes. my kids spaces I did it in my son's room I do it in my daughter's room um, I never ever I never step foot in a kid's aisle ever no. um, the only thing is when I when I had my store, one, one of the things that I would like to get is the little children's rocker, the wooden Jenny yes, Lynn. Those are just, rock, you know, so sweet. So you like something I know, but it has a double use. The kid, the child can use it. And then like a little girl can put her dolls in it, mm -hmm. or you could put, you know, you could use it decoratively. Uh, that was pretty much the only like kids thing I would ever, ever use. Everything else was, uh, adult, adult pieces of furniture 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 <laughs> i'm tied say that five times fast furniture furniture fur i can't yeah no so <laughs> i was gonna just uh, see now it's contagious good uh -huh. um so what i did for my girls is i inherited a piece of furniture from my family that's um i think actually it's probably about 100 years old now this was a while ago, um, probably 15, almost 20 years ago that we got it. So it's been a little while. 
and it's just gotten gotten better with age. It does have some puppy chew marks, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> so the thing that's great about this piece of furniture, it's actually an old German kitchen cabinet. So it's it's like a China Hutch buffet kind of thing. It, it serves dual purposes, but it's got little drawers and that would be drawers where we put their markers and scissors and glue and stuff like that. And then all kinds of cabinets where I could put nicer stuff up top. Like that's where we kept the China, but I still do yeah. actually. And then the whole bottom was just dedicated to them. So they could go yes. in and get their coloring books out without me having to be there. They could get their construction paper and make little projects and, Obviously, I didn't do it when they were still young enough. I was worried about them grabbing the markers out and coloring all over the walls. But as soon as they were to the point where they could be responsible, so about kindergarten, school age, yeah, school school age, age. it was perfect because I could do whatever I needed to do. And if they were bored, I'd say, go, go take a look in the shrunk and see what's there. Because that's, by the way, shrunk is the name for the piece of furniture in German, just in case you're wondering what this weird noise I keep saying is. Shrunk. Shrunk. And I, I sort of do the same thing. I have, um, we inherited a buffet from Grandma Gigi. Everybody's heard, of, if anyone's been around me long enough, you've heard about Grandma Gigi. I quote Grandma um, Gigi at that <laughs> And we used a buffet, we use it as a media piece. And what I did is everything I emptied out. And some of the, some of the drawers are for my work stuff. So memos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's got like two drawers on the side, three drawers on the top, and then three deep drawers. But a lot of it's for toys. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, my daughter just has a ton of stuff. She, you know, she's at that age still. She's at six. So people give her a lot of stuff, you know, for birthdays and holidays. Mm -hmm. And it's all, like, super small. So uh, that's where I kind of keep things. Um, you would walk in my house and maybe not even realize a kid lives here. Because everything, I've got another mid-century, um, one of those old record player, you know, with the sliding top. Uh -huh. Remember those? Like, when yes. record players were a piece of furniture. Um, we use that too to hide. We just, we just gutted it and it looks cool. Mm -hmm. It looks like this mid-century thing. It's non-functioning, but every, we use it to hide everything. And so, you know, repurpose your stuff. Absolutely. Buy the other thing, plastic. the other thing that you can do when you've got kids is, you know, use the storage spaces in the adult areas, but there is nothing wrong with having a designated play space for your child. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely amp up the imagination and color and um, whimsical nature of that room. That's fun for the kids. I, I've done a lot of playrooms, actually, where you include a place to have, like, a stage. You know, just mount a curtain to the ceiling so they can open and close it in a little corner. And um, it also makes a great reading nook or bookshelves. Always, always have. I don't care where in the house it is. You're going to need bookshelves. Bookshelves are important. Yeah. Yeah. Just. There's nothing. I, I, I know. You just, <laughs> you just triggered a memory. So my, um, in, when my son was growing up, we had a loft bed. And then underneath it, we created this, we called it a cuddle space. Aww. And it was like, it had the, com I mean, it was almost like blanket 40. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it had just pillows and stuff, and it was where we would 
just cuddle in and read and oh I loved the cuddle space I even had a little I even like because I, I can kind of hand letter and paint and I did mm-hmm. a little sign that you know out of wood and it's and um, I forgot about, I totally forgot about that until this very moment that's so sweet and now I want to go build a blanket fort blanket forts do you know I got hired to do a blanket fort no I swear to Buddha yeah I did I did it was a woman in her early 30s she was an artist and she had relocated to uh from San Diego to Texas and so it was an e-design project Mm -hmm. um she didn't have a lot in her room like she had the mattresses on the ground sort of thing and she was like what can I do and so I had her like display her art she had really cool art um but I created um a blanket fort we did a blanket fort she requested the blanket fort so that was I created that and then I made it like uh, I was telling her because I used to live in the Middle East I was like these we used to go to these like hookahs Mm -hmm. and it was it was very pillows on the ground very low tables you know and you would have like your tea and all that stuff um so we did kind of like a blanket fort slash lounge but you could do that for kids too Oh, I used to take, I would take every single blanket as a child. And I don't know about you. My blanket forts had separate rooms, (laughs) designated rooms. Like, okay, this is going to be your room. This one's going to be my room. This one's going to be our baby doll's room. Yeah. My poor brothers. (laughs) That's so funny. I used to do mine with my brothers too. And I would take all the things off the sofa. Would you create the the actual structure with the sofa cushions. Yeah. And the kitchen chairs and I would use anything and everything. Actually the space for imagination is something that kids always need. Yeah. Because if you're too regimented, you just kind of lose that creativity and that's, Mm -hmm. imagination's a fun thing. Imagination's a fun thing. And, um, you know, I, so I don't want it to sound like, like no kids can come into my space. My space is super accessible. You know, it's a drawer away. I have shelves Mm -hmm. with these um, wooden bins in them with chalkboard fronts, you know, and one of them's got India's homework. So she knows when she comes home and after she has her snack, she goes to that because they still do the things. They use a lot of glue sticks still and Mm -hmm. colors you know, so that's got all her things. So she brings a little bin out, but for me, it's, it's a mental thing because this is not only my home, but it's my workspace. Right. And so for me, I need to not have distractions of little kids, things all over, you know, it's a, it's, um, I'm visual, I'm a visual person. And if I don't have a space that's visually, uh, appealing to me or mm-hmm. uplifting, you know, it will actually drain my energy. And that's, so that's sort of why we're talking about that because I think even if you're a stay at home mom, you're going to have that energy drain. Yep. If you do not find solutions or uh, a way to create a home that feels like the adults that live there as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it just feels like all you're doing like that's your whole purpose in life is just to deal with the kids stuff. And the nice thing about having some nicer stuff for your kids is they learn how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 
that was definitely an advantage is that my children know how to be careful around things. Yeah. And it's not just a free for all. Again, you can have a space for them to have all of that, but the grownups need their space too. That having the kids take over your whole home is just not. There's a balance. It's, it's There's a balance. There's a way to do it that so it's kid friendly. Yeah. But it looks appealing. You could have maybe, you know, maybe they'll take like a half an hour for me to get my house in a space where I could be like, come over for cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not you know, I have things in place where, okay, this is going into this bin and this goes into this Mm -hmm. drawer, you know, and very quickly my house feels very adulty, you know, on the daily, uh, you know, I'm stepping (laughs) on Legos like everyone else, you know, same, same problems. But, um, but we talked about like, so, uh, if you have open shelving, Mm-hmm. in your cuz i have this open shelving pantry i use boxes i use boxes with chalkboard front so i can mark what's in the boxes but there are two schools some people like uh baskets like maybe those wire baskets or something where you can actually see what's in or the kids can see what's mm-hmm. in them that is not my aesthetic i kind of like things to look you know like almost pinterest boardy <laughs> You know, I'm like, I have Pinterest goals. So, well, I'm looking, I, you know how I am with shelves, right? I don't style anything, but I still have boxes that contain things. So it looks pretty from the front, but it's not, yeah, you don't see the chaos that's really going on. And that's why I couldn't do the see-through baskets. I, I get it though. If, especially if you're outnumbered with kids and you're like, can't you see that is the basket for Mm -hmm. the crayons and that is you know uh, I like to just kind of write on mine what they are and the kids know I mean they don't change their spot so they know the one that on the far left is the homework and 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 the other thing that you can do too if kids are smaller and can't read you just draw a picture (gasps) that's cute Mm -hmm. oh and then it looks sweet but you still have the mess contained and I never thought of that (laughs) to draw a little ruler on her homework oh i think you should that's adorable oh i didn't think about that that's cute um so what do we talk so let's just craptastic kids catalogs versus real life i mean Mm -hmm. don't don't buy into that that catalog i mean it takes a crew of 10 people and a professional stylist to make that room come to life for that shot it is not real life don't try to do it don't buy it talk about the beds and making the beds because i don't know if you've noticed but in those catalogs they have like 17 pillows on every bed that's not realistic and i discovered recently when my dear friend rachel did um a photo shoot that there's all kinds of secrets behind the curtain going on and under the covers under the covers that make those beds look as good as they do so we it's called the deconstructed bed some people have heard of it and some people haven't but if you look in a catalog especially if you look in a bedding catalog 
uh, it almost looks like your beds have, the beds have almost a crown to mm -hmm. them. Um, they look so plush and thick. Um, they have this, usually they'll use about three, a layer of three quilts on them. And then they do this long drape onto the floor. If you're looking mm -hmm. at a side view, um, that takes a lot of steam and, I've, I, I brought on the set two, you know, kitchen trash bags, those tall kitchen trash bags of batting um, to make a bed that doesn't even, didn't even look half as fluffy. I don't know how much batting these people use on, you know, that, that's its own thing. That's its own thing <laughs> photo styling. But I mean, it takes, you know, you, you'll, you'll kind of like create that like intentionally messy bed. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to go in and you've got to stick the batting, you know, so they hold this round thing, right. make perfect shadings as you, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you'll never, don't buy a bed bedding because it, because you like the way it looks on that no, catalog. No. And I've done that. I have tried to recon, reconstruct, re reconstruct the deconstruct. You reconstruct the deconstruct. It can't be done. No. Be done. And I've, <laughs> I have now discovered why I, as a designer, couldn't even manage it. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the bedding you choose for your kids should be more, um, what's going to be practical for them to make. Because mm -hmm. we want them to make it for themselves, yeah. Rather than all of the beauty, the unattainable beauty. It's just like catalog pictures of anything else. It's there's fancy techniques that we don't have. Yeah, and you know, I don't use kids bedding either. I don't use anything kids in my kids spaces. Either kids, mm -hmm. do not buy from anything. Like if it said Pottery Barn Kids or Pottery Barn Teen. I don't buy from there. I just buy regular adult stuff because it may, what makes it kid are their little um, plush toys, mm -hmm. the games, the books, you know, all that stuff by, by nature will make it into a kid's space. I, I use, you know, color, fun, funner color, more whimsical color schemes than I would mm -hmm. use, you know, but um, other than that, I, I really don't buy anything kids for my kids spaces. I have a confession to make. Land of Nod. Mm -hmm. Some of their bedding I want for myself. Myself. And their, and their lighting. Yeah. They, they oh, they've got some really cute stuff. Land that, of Nod is the bomb. I, it really is. And I, yeah, if, in fact, I almost, if it hadn't been sold out, I would have um, bedding with algebraic equations on it. <laughs> <laughs> because they had this mathematical, I mean, it was just black and white, you know, the white sheet with the black symbols yeah. all over it. But I fell in love with it and I would have it. They, oddly enough, they didn't have it in a king size. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't imagine why. So, craptastic kid spaces. They don't have to be craptastic. It's real easy to make no. them cute. They absolutely don't. Don't get don't get sucked into aisle fourteen of the kids section. You know, <laughs> Target. Um, but you know, I and that being said, you know, I actually, there's that little round bass, brass shelving that I have that mm -hmm. I've recorded behind. That is from the kids section in Target. I just use it in an adult space. So you can yeah. use, 
kids pieces and adult space and you can use adult pieces and kids spaces you know I use stuff out of the bathroom aisle because they have these like some they're they're the only place where you can find these cute little organizational things yes. the bathroom section because they'll have these adorable like things with like three cubbies in it mm -hmm. you know where it's, if you're doing a kids thing you could put some colored pencils and some crayons and some yep. sticks you know so look in every aisle don't stay out of the bathroom aisle don't stay out of the kitchen don't stay out of the organization you know uh just stay open or yes. hire your designer to do it yes for if you can't do it yourself there are designers out there who love to do this sort of thing yeah we really that is one thing i will say we really think things through mm -hmm. you know we will listen to your needs and the kind of things you do you know i have i have some parents that are just more artistic with their kids or put them through like the Waldorf school system, which is a completely no electronics, you sign, you know what I mean? And so, oh, wow. yeah, they have a no electronic policy pretty much, even at home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these homes are filled with, you know, art supplies and stuff. That could be overwhelming if you don't plan right for that. Yeah. So um, definitely don't be afraid to, you know, hire hire your designer to kind of think some of these things through for you because and I don't know about you but I think through like everything is including putting a clock in a small child's bedroom so they can learn how to tell time a little bit sooner mm -hmm. because having the ability to say when this hand is on the seven and this hand is on the 12 then you can get up yeah yeah or seven and well, that would, if my kids slept in her bed. Well, that's a whole different family story. bed. Family bed was a whole nother podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> I always say we're the H. It's like my husband and me and my daughter. Yeah. Laying on, with her head on one of us, you know. Uh-huh. That's usually yeah, where that we're means. that family. We're that, we're that hippie family, uh, family bed family. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that we have covered all of our main points and I have had so much fun and I now want to, I will probably go and make a blanket fort now. Like that's going to be my <laughs> afternoon project. The heck with the actual work that I have to do. I'm making a blanket fort. It's blanket fort time. Yep. All right. Yep. We will, we will see you on the next. See you. We will see you. Maybe if you're watching, you can see us. If you're listening, yeah. you can't see if us. If you're only listening, you there is an option to go onto our website. And mm -hmm. Dixie, what's the website? You it is designandstyle.club. And you can watch us. You can hang out with us as we record. Yep. All right. All Have right. a good day. It's great to see you guys. Bye. Talk to you. Bye. <laughs>